Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, movie fans. Thanks for tuning in to our first all-star extravaganza show. You're in for a treat because Nikki Starr and I will be playing clips from some of our favorite interviews and performances during the past 12 years on Movie Addict Headquarters. And let's begin with someone who needs no introduction. Good evening. I'm Madeline Kahn. There are those who would say that Berlin's perhaps most charming songs were written when he was quite young, such as the following example, which I will sing for you. Johnny was bashful and shy. Nobody understood why Mary loved him. All the other girls passed him by. Everyone wanted to know how she could pick such a bow with a twinkle in her eye. She Thank you. 
such fun, folks, to be reminded of Madeline Kahn's terrific musical talent. Next up is Tony Curtis, who gave us one of his last interviews. He came to discuss his book about Some Like It Hot and talked mostly about working with Jack Lemmon and Marilyn Monroe, who starred with him in that popular comedy. Let's listen in now. James. Well, James, why don't uh, do you have a question about Some Like It Hot? It's been a long time since 1959. Yes, it has. Out of all your films, why did you pick Some Like It Hot to write a book about? For the people that I worked with, they were unusual, very appealing, wonderful friends. There was Billy Wilder one of the finest film directors in Hollywood. In fact, from my scoreboard, from my uh, um, memory board, I would, he was my finest film director that I worked with. He brought out the best in me. He was considerate, very kind, and extremely gifted. Jack Lemmon, we were like brothers. And in the movie, we were like sisters. <laughs> we just, we, uh, yeah, we got along so well that we knew each other those early days in uh, the movies in Hollywood in the early 50s. We became friends, and we used to meet at parties, and I'd uh, meet him at uh, the different studios that I went. And uh, I loved him. He was the kindest most wonderful actor I've ever known. He was so giving and care, care, caring in everything he did. He made me feel good, and I made him feel good. So when we worked together, it was like an extension of each other. We were kind of connected in a way. You certainly complimented each other, yes. Marilyn was a, a different experience. Oh, Marilyn and I... In 1949, 1950, we met, and we fell in love and hung out together. I had already started. I was under contract for Universal. She wasn't under contract anywhere at that time. But we had met, and we kind of shared our lives together for a, a period of a couple of years. Maybe not intensely, but certainly we went together. And uh, she helped me and I helped her. And we were kind and considerate with each other. What a relationship we had. Well, you we, were great together we in talked, that movie. We, we even talked about getting married. But oh. we knew we couldn't, simply because we were both starting out in our career and both needed all of our attention in that area, and we would have not had a chance to be able to have time together. So that's the way we were. And then she, then she started getting some jobs in movies. Meanwhile, I was moving along very nicely, and there, there we were. We both got started in the movie, and then for that miracle of making that movie, she joined the cast. 
Well, that was such a thrill for me and for her because we always were kind and considerate with each other. And there we were making this movie. But, you know, Marilyn had changed a lot by that time from 19, let's say, 51 to 1957, 58. She seemed lost and despondent. She seemed unhappy when we finally got together. There she was, the most important female actress in the profession, and she couldn't enjoy it. She had been humiliated so many times, made to be involved in things she didn't want to do. And that had, had a, very, a very dire effect on her behavior and her living. And then we, built, then we did the movie together. I, I never violated her in any way. She never violated me. And then, you know, she was married to Arthur Miller at that time. Yes. And so we tried to make it work, and it did. She's oh, never been better in a movie than she was in Some Like It Hot. I've never oh. been better in a movie. Jack was hope. never better. So you could see how the three of us gave into the picture. We gave to each other and made sure that the film was pristine and clean and very appealing. I loved her. But I loved all of them. The whole cast were my buddies and my friends and vice versa. We were a wonderful group of actors, producer, the writer, when we made that movie. It was an exceptional experience, and we knew it was. It was tough to make. You know, it wasn't an easy movie to make. Uh, There we were having to get ready and learning how to be a lady. That was easy for me. There's something (laughs) very ladyish about me. And yes, I was much better than Jack. Jack was so ugly and clumsy. So on the weekends, I would have him come over to my house. He'd bring his high heels, and I had mine at the house. And we'd put him on and traipse around the house. And I'd try to make him feel more at ease. And he did. I wish I had a picture of that. (laughs) Yeah, we all gave to each other. With Bert Lancaster, I, uh, I, I learned to box. With Kirk Douglas, I learned to fence. With Jack Lemon. I learned to flirt. I'm through with love. I'll never fall again. Said a do to love. Don't ever call again. For I must have you. my heart, I'll keep my feelings there, I've stopped my heart with icy frigid air, and I mean to care for no one, because I'm through with love, why did you lead me to think you could care, you didn't need me, you had your share, 
I mean, these people that do these things are so good at what they do. They make it look so easy that we feel comfortable watching it. And I think that that's something you always have to point out is that no matter how easy it looks, because these people are geniuses in what they do, it's not easy. And I think that's really uh, to their credit. And and not only the Gene Kellys and the Fred Astaire's that are truly geniuses at what they do, but but everybody that works in under the strain of a camera with a lot of people watching them and focused on them and the ner- what that does to the nerves or can do to the nerves and, and the concentration they have to have and the expertise they have to have, uh, plus remembering lines they have to say and make it look natural. I mean, I think I'm just in awe of performers that do that. And I love the fact that Debbie points out about how – how hard everybody works on a film. It's true, that. and also, particularly, dancers have to work hard. Yes. It's not easy at all to learn those steps and put them together in a, in a sequence. But you'll make it, it look is, so easy. That's just the, the genius well, of that, it. Well, that's what comes from working. That comes from, when I say working, we're talking about rehearsing, doing it over right. and over and over. Jerome Robbins damn near killed me, I think, in West Side Story. But I hadn't danced in years and years and years. And, man, he didn't let up. And I was every bit as stubborn as he, and I just thought, I'm going to get this right or die trying. And, it's, it, you know, I don't want to bring in West Side Story. We're talking about the singing in the rain. But it's something you do as a dancer. It's like tennis, yeah. any physical sport. You have to work at it and practice and practice and practice so you want to scream. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about dancers is, and I imagine sports figures too, they don't mind doing it over and over and over. It's just something you do. You know, Some people go to work and do a number of different things, chores. But when you're a dancer or a tennis player, there's only one thing you do. And in addition to everything else with dancing, you need to develop a style. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. probably the hardest thing to do, style. Yeah, and what I didn't have when I went to, to MGM, and what Debbie didn't have, was a sense of style. As she said, she just was literally starting from scratch, which is remarkable when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't even know what that meant. It was, yeah, of course, why learned. I loved Jean Kelly. It was why I loved Sicherese. Because not only of their physical abilities, but because they developed a style which is very, very unique to that person.
a happy refrain Just singing, singing in the rain There goes. 
When Dukes and Ma Rogers pass a time of day with me, I say me special word and me say off me off the tea. Woo! Super Scammer President, Mr. Ispian, and Even though the sound of it is So when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just summon up this word and then you've got a lot to say. But better use it carefully or it could change your life. For example? Uh, yes? One night I said it to me girl, and now me girl's me wife. Oh, and a lovely thing she is too. <laughs> Thank you, Julie and Dick. And uh, let's go out with my favorite rendition of Hooray for Hollywood, because without Hollywood, we wouldn't have the pleasure of watching and listening to these wonderful all-stars that we've been talking about today. So here we go. Hooray for Hollywood. Yeah. 